0: Our spirit. What is it? Where does it go? Are we able to see them using our mind's eye? If so, just what can Spirit teach us? Welcome to School Through Spirit. Host Diet Renee is a certified psychic medium and master teacher of psychic and mediumship development through LWISSD. Diet was born knowing Spirit. And now is here to help you better understand the spirit world. And now, your host, Diet Renee.
1: Good morning, everyone. Uh, this is uh, Danny and Terry from Soul and Synergy sitting in for Diet Renee today because she's gone doing other fun stuff today. Uh,
2: she's at a convention learning stuff.
1: Oh yes. Uh, so uh today we have a, a bunch of different things that we have in store for you. Uh we're going to be doing some uh, tarot reading for ascension, talking about that. Uh and intermittently throughout the show, we have a guest that will be on talking about star seeds, which is an interesting uh topic overall. Uh something uh, worthy to to learn about and and other various fair <laughs> kind of stuff. So
2: Yeah. So um, I think I'm gonna start off real quick by uh, welcoming you to our classroom here at Soul & Synergy. Um, this is where um, the magic happens, so to speak, for us. We teach uh, our tarot classes, or Danny teaches us tarot classes. I teach my uh, Reiki classes here, um, what's in the back of our store located in Eau Claire. Um, so if you're interested, follow us on Facebook and stuff and reach out.
1: Definitely. Um, so, <clears throat> A lot of different things have uh, been been going on for us. We've have uh, of course our our wellness fairs and our store and all of that, and yeah. and uh, we actually went on a little bit of a trip this uh, last uh, month. Uh, so we spent about ten days on a trek on a journey over to the redwoods. and And if you're into nature at all, uh, kind of like I am, seeing those redwoods and and hugging them and and taking in their energy is kind of the best thing uh, ever.
2: Yeah. Sitting down in between two open ones, or two that are growing together, and just meditating within that energy of the trees is um, amazing.
1: Yeah, just amazing. Uh, energy work overall is is pretty amazing. Uh, the things that I'm learning about energy is is uh, quite quite fascinating, and uh, it seems as though energy is a really a, an important part of manifesting your your life and your goals and your dreams. We have a a class here about manifestation and. And uh, using your energy wisely that Terry uh, runs. And, and do you want to talk anything about that?
2: Well, we do a few things. Um, you know, Reiki Reiki is your gateway. It's your gateway to um, everything that we do. Um, and I just realized, Danny, that we did not put the computer in. Oh. And we're down to one bar.
1: Mm. So, yeah. I will do that.
2: Um, you know, it, it, uh, it enlightens you. It connects you better with spirit. It... Uh, Channels so many things. Um, I have went from being just the average Joe on the street to being able to do psychic readings and uh, seeing all sorts of amazing things as we do healings. I've had uh, witch doctors and aliens, and, and I don't know what else else have come in to uh, do healings.
0: Well,
1: angels us. and, and, and uh, uh, guardians, and, yeah. and all of those things.
2: Yeah, you know, and learning how to connect with your guides and, and <clears throat> learning how to, you know work with those energies so that they uh, can help and guide you through your life's journey, you know, mm-hmm. understanding that you know, as much as we believe we have control in this world and our lives, we you
0: know, we
2: truly don't. And, and as long as we're able to connect with our guides and, and make that stuff happen even better, um, life is much easier
1: for mm-hmm. you. Uh, but we can manifest our, our reality. And that's uh, something that a lot of people don't necessarily understand. Um, we have instances where people get up and you know, are very grumpy and think, you know, I'm going to have a crappy day and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then they end up having one. And it's just like, have have a different mindset, have a different way of thinking. And uh, those things really make a big difference in your life. Uh, just uh, individuals who don't even know that they're using their energy for those things. So people right. who um, look at something and go, well, I hate that person or. Or I really dislike this or that. And and really what they're doing is inadvertently sending out those negative vibes to uh, kind of uh, sabotage some things.
2: Yeah, and I think um, the quickest way to, you know, to, to <clears throat> basically to reverse that uh, negative vibe is just do a five-minute mantra with and centering on the heart and just re- redoing love, 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 love. And then as you redo that, you just feel that energy build and build and build and then start sending it out. Um, it can totally change your day 100%.
1: Totally. And uh, uh, a really great way to kind of wash out any of those uh, negative intentions that might be uh, kind of hanging around due to other people's inadvertent kind of for lack of a better way of saying it, hexing. So, uh, right? Um, uh, but one of the things I, I did have, uh, I did a, a tarot this weekend, um, and I had a, quite a number of clients that I was uh, doing tarot readings for, and and it was just so strange this weekend because I, I've had readings that I just never have had before. Normally, it's just really pretty cut and dry and and all of that, but these ones were really quite specific. We had, or I had a lady that... Uh, uh, was having basically kind of like a haunting in her house she would find coins um kind of lined up on on the floor she would find parts of her house kind of uh um, rearranged and and all of that and she was really kind of in a in a funk about it and didn't really know what to do and and as I was doing the reading I got some really great messages about how to kind of uh Work against, not against. Uh, work for yourself to uh, kind of get rid of those things. And the message was, you know, <clears throat> spirit in the background. Uh, we may think of them as having, you know, swords and guns and whatever to really kind of try to defend you and whatnot. But it's really all about uh, sure. having a a uh, kind of how do I want to say it? Uh, tipping the scales a little bit higher for the positive energy in the house. So my message to the woman was to fill her house with all the things that brought love into her life. Uh, She loved angels, so I said make sure to have lots of pictures of angels in the house, that when you look at those things, it really kind of lifts you up and uh, lifts up the energy in the house. So doing anything you can to create a a dynamic where the positive energy in the house overrides the negative energy that might be there. And it really made sense to me that way, And, and as I was thinking about... Kind of uh, uh, past history, you know, being in other people's houses and whatnot. That's what we do instinctively is to uh, fill our house with houses with things that we love and reminds us about love and and uh, happy times and good times and all of that. And and by uh, kind of uh, stacking the deck, as it were, it really kind of doesn't allow for a lot of that negativity to even be in the house. So uh, that was really a, a great kind of message that came through while I was. Uh, doing that reading and I just wanted to share it with all of you as kind of a hint you know if you find that um, maybe you know you're having instances where things are breaking down or or kind of things are tumbling downwards you know just kind of fill your life with love and uh, with the things that bring you happiness and joy and, and that really pushes out all of the negativity.
2: Yeah. It, it's hard um, once you get in that downward grow or groove, groove, groove of things that you know it's it's like how do I get myself back up and you know it's you know people you know fall into depressive states and things like that and, Yeah. you know I I guess it is one step at a time and it is you know just repeating those positive uh, positive words and um, you know starting mm-hmm. over each day with a clear slate you know allowing yourself to have that clear slate every day
1: yeah and some of the best reminders are apps that we find on our phone. We have, Terry and I both have an app on our phone that uh, uh, really reminds us of positive uh, uh, phrases and words every morning and actually throughout the day. And it, yeah, every hour. And uh, you read it and you feel really good about yourself. And that really raises the vibe. So using tools like that to remind yourself. I personally, on my background on my phone, a lot of times I put words. To remind myself to kind of stay up and in a higher vibration, as it's called, and and it really brings good stuff into our world.
2: Yeah, yeah. The app is called I Am, and that's the one that we use. But there's several out there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's meditation apps. There's there's so many things in our world that can help us raise our vibration.
0: Mm-hmm. And just just
2: remembering that it's just for today, you know, it's just today. It doesn't have to be tomorrow. It doesn't have to be continuing. You know, you can change those things.
1: And and it's really kind of kind of sad when people feel as though they they have no control. You know, like yeah. they're at the mercy of chance, and and that uh, they 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 have no say about what's going to happen to them. And and whatnot, so they worry, and that energy of worry really kind of manifests the things that they worry about sometimes. And yeah. Unless you have a different kind of mindset about that, but uh, a good example is is I'll bring in my mom. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> my mother currently is uh, experiencing some some health issues, and and uh, she had some real negative kind of uh, ways of thinking and worrying, and and thinking nobody's going to help me, and all of that. And I had a really good talk with her about how to change her mindset and allow um you know all the positivity and 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 it was like all the dominoes lined up and and whatnot and she got where she needed to be so she
2: is now a master manifester (laughs) yeah
1: she's been a master manifester all her (laughs) life she just didn't even know it right uh you know this is a woman that uh, got everything that um she really needed and wanted and and uh didn't even know that she was doing it but But uh, mm-hmm. it's just interesting when you change your mindset, how great things can be.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It certainly is. Mm-hmm. When you talk about your mom, is, is you know, I've just been watching it in the last few weeks. I want to go here. I want to go there. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I, I'm seeing some roadblocks for it. And she's like, oh, Danny's like, oh, well, we're moving her to this place. Or we're doing this. Or we're doing that. And like, how did that even happen? And then going back into those positive and looking Mm -hmm. at how i manifest and you know i do several different things so do ceremony or imaging and you know and just knowing that it's going to be allowing the universe to bring it to you and and,
1: uh. yeah and uh, one of the things that uh, in my uh, personal career i was a risk manager for uh, about uh, 10 years and my job was to think about every which way something could go wrong and then put different, uh, different things in place so um, or mitigate those things is what it was called and, and make sure that they really didn't happen. So in my personal life, I kind of carried that through. And, and in some ways, uh, that really was a detriment because I would think about a way something would be a roadblock and boom, there would be. And uh, instead of that, um, I kind of thought, okay, if this is kind of a uh, way of something can go, uh, then this is what I'm going to do energetically to make sure it doesn't happen, you know. And uh, it just allows that flow to happen and, and kind of move along. Uh, while while thinking of uh, pitfalls and all of that is pretty good in the business sense, in the personal world, uh, it's really good to kind of think of ways that everything is going to go right. Everything
2: goes right. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: yeah and, and it is, weird. and I'll tell you, because I'm not the master manifester and I can tell you when my energies are off. Um, And Danny can sense it like immediately. Like he'll start talking to me about it. But, you know, things are going really good and really good and really good. And then I just slack back and let, oh, it's all going really good. I don't need to do anything anymore. And then all of a sudden I see things go down. It's like, wait a minute. Okay. So then I start working it again and it picks back up and life gets better. And life gets better. And the store gets better. And listen, that gets better. The classes fill up again. So it is amazing to see how that works.
1: And uh, really, it's kind of uh, an interesting thing to really, when you get good at meditation and you can silence your own thoughts, to hear the thoughts in the background that are kind of moving along. I know I, I had a session of meditation where I, I completely shut off my personal thinking. And and as I kind of went down into, uh, I guess you would call the, the theta state or whatever, I heard this background conversation going on and there were words that weren't mine and uh it was probably uh, the subconscious repeating things that it's heard over the years that were either positive or negative and and it's recognizing that when you have a negative thought really think did that really come from me or did that come from the background you know um those thoughts of or i'm not good enough or you'll never be able to do that or any of those things come from the background and uh, if you just say no uh, i will be able to handle i will be able to do this and uh, believe in yourself those those negative pieces and talk kind of dissipate and get quieter and quieter over a period of time so meditation is really kind of key to making sure you're manifesting in the correct direction i see we have a a question here uh, do you want to read it okay
2: so this is from katie and this do you also believe that if whatever you are trying to manifest doesn't happen your higher self keeping you away from a certain path or do you believe you should be able to manifest regardless if you practice hard enough
1: well if you want to think along the lines of like the whole um, ascension kind of way of thinking uh, the whole point of going on that path is to reach instant manifestation of the things that you want the things that you need and and kind of being careful with uh, your thought patterns and all of that to make sure that those types of things happen so and again uh, a lot of this has to do with as far as manifestation goes, not necessarily your higher self keeping things away from you or, or keeping you on a certain path. Um, a lot of times it's the background uh, mantras that are going on in your head saying, I'm not good enough. This isn't the way I should be going. You know, I was told all my life that I needed to do X, Y, and Z. And it's it's kind of those... Um, uh, storylines that have been put in your head that are really kind of blocking your path. So you have to feed your subconscious positive storylines on which way you want to go, and and all of that, and and really that helps with the roadblocks. And it's a, a general feeling of unworthiness, and and that's kind of what we're we're taught growing up is that if you don't uh, do things in a certain way, you're not worthy of having it. Right. And um, it's really important to kind of undo that learning to really kind of open up those channels to have the things that you want come to pass. Yeah,
2: exactly. Um, and, and, you know, I do believe that when you manifest, it, 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 you got to remember that what you're manifesting, it, it can't be harmful. It, you, you, I mean, you, when you're manifesting your own personal stuff, um, I was just reading Caden's yeah. response. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you, Caden. Yeah. You know making sure that it's all of, of white light and love and, and benefit for your greater and highest good and you know not involving anyone else i, I love it when people try to manifest someone to love in their life or mm-hmm. you know those kind of things are, are great to work with and great to work on but if you're doing your thing and you're putting yourself out there and you're, and you're working on yourself the universe will line you up with those people it isn't something that you have mm-hmm. to truly super manifest you know Mm -hmm. because manifestation needs details um and you know we we manifested he has a manifestation story of of how we got together and and actually that one worked really well but putting it out there is what happened getting it out there is what it needed effort the effort
0: behind it yeah
1: right Uh, um the universe and and this is just an observation i don't know if this is how it uh, really works but if you want something and don't provide details to the uh to the whole thing um you can uh, uh the universe finds the easiest way for you to get that and a lot of times the easiest way for you to get that is for something to happen um uh, kind of that you did not expect now there is a, a a way of uh thinking about it where you put in too much detail and then it takes a lot of time for things to get there uh, but uh, if yeah. you have to put in parameters to say, you know, I want this, this, and this, but it has to go in this way, oh. or, or else you may end up uh, in a in a situation where, <clears throat> uh, or in a situation you hadn't anticipated. So, right. uh, it's uh, details are, are important, but if you get too stuck on the details, uh, the length of time it takes is a long time. So. And
2: it does, and then it gets, then it becomes. Is it even going to happen? And then it's all this other stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, just, just working with it, putting it out, putting
1: mm-hmm. it out, putting it out. And, and that's a good point that you just made, Caden, about uh, um, not trying to mess with other people's free will. It's uh, really important when, you know, you want to, you know, you you know, you have this gift of manifesting. You know, have this gift of using energy and whatnot. And you see someone going through a rough time and you really want to help them. Uh, and the the best way to to kind of do that without interrupting their free will is is really kind of sending them energy for their highest good because you don't know if the thing they're they're going through is a lesson for them a life lesson for them and uh, you don't want to derail something that's going to benefit them in the long run as far as what they're going through. so by setting the intention you know uh, for their their highest good uh, that helps them along the way, but uh, it doesn't stop them from, Uh, learning something in the process so so then you're not messing with with anybody Uh, but uh, as far as uh, people who uh, are causing harm to to others it's the same way you know if uh, uh, if you send that to them so that they uh, maybe experience a life lesson where they know not to do that anymore that's a a good way to go as well yeah good morning diana Um, So uh, even though, you know, as uh, the general public, people use energy all the time and they don't even know uh, what's going to happen or going to happen with their energy. A good way, as we had said in the beginning of this uh, talk, is uh, uh, to kind of enroll in in a Reiki class Mm -hmm. Uh, because Reiki provides um, a little bit more information on how to focus that energy and how to utilize that energy. And it's a really great way of uh, having an introduction to um uh, having tools on how to use those things
2: right yeah and you know like i said we offer them here and, and uh, but you know I, I think what what one of the things that they're trying to tell me right now is, is just to remember that um that we're all in this together this has nothing to do with you or me or individuals it has everything to do with the collective and and, and bringing those energies together and, um,
0: and working Individually, but as one, so to speak, you know, for the
1: greater and higher good of the whole planet. And we did participate in something, uh, about a year, two years ago.
2: Um, it was during
1: COVID. Uh, they were having um fires over in Australia, and we were a part of um, I think it was Unity on Facebook, and they had a a kind of worldwide meditation to stop the devastation in australia and, and hosted a guided meditation for everyone to take part in and uh, as we were doing that you could really feel uh, a lot of that uh, focus energy going where it needed to go and lo and behold a day later it uh, there was torrential rains over uh, that that area and and uh, cynics might say you know that was coincidence, you know, uh, this really doesn't work, whatever, blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but uh, it's it's just very important to, to realize that a lot of that negative talk about uh, metaphysical type of things really comes from uh, people who, I don't want to say it. Uh, People throughout history recognizing that individuals have the power to control their lives, but want to make sure people don't believe it uh, so that they maintain that control, they maintain that power, and uh, they don't want the general public to know those things. So we're taught that all this stuff is hooey. You know, we're we're taught all this stuff doesn't exist. We're taught all this stuff is just in our imaginations because the uh, people who really know it works doesn't want everybody to know. Uh, so that's really kind of the culture that has been created to keep us in slave mode.
2: Yeah, and and and, and I'm sure Caden and Diana, as you guys are, are listening, and, and you can feel, you know, our energy building and how 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 we send out to you guys um, and and feel the energy just this alone. Because remember that, you know, everything is energy, of course, mm-hmm. and, and everything is connected. So, you know, it 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 it. it, it
1: you're kind of channeling this is what happens when he starts to channel he kind of kind of uh goes into this stutter mode (laughs) mode. yes that's exactly what i was thinking
2: i I, I think one of the biggest biggest things that they're trying to get through this morning is that um that while they just keep coming back to this whole you know we are one We, we are consciousness we are all together and so I, I don't normally do this kind of thing on the radio, but or on, the, on this kind of broadcast. But say so, uh, so Diana, um, um, can you can you tell me what your what your feelings are with um, the Dragon World? Oh, <laughs>
1: um, you're picking up stuff from the Dragon stuff.
2: Yeah,
1: you have to get closer to the mic.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. So, so.
1: I agree. I was meditating on that last night.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so what they want to uh, bring across for you is that, uh, you know, the, the, the big red one that you carry around, does that resonate at all?
1: But uh, a big red dragon. A
2: big red dragon, yeah.
1: Ooh, that sounds like a, a pretty kind of thing.
2: Yeah. yeah. Do, do I... you Do you work with there is a, there is a giant red dragon with you. Um, um, When I see dragons, it it feels more um, um, as guidance protection type stuff. This big red dragon feels like he's very, he's there for you for guidance. Um, 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 His name um, keeps coming through like Emol or emoal or something like that. But um, concentrate when you do your meditations, work with, work with um, that, that dragon and, and see what what happens with that uh, because he's there and he's huge and he's and, you know you know um but it's it feels like the name of emal and i'm not sure where that comes from it feels it feels very ancient to me
1: so. okay. yeah this is uh the danger of putting um people in front of terry you know <laughs> um he starts to uh, get messages and whatnot uh, for just the the most random people but uh yeah. It's, it's really kind of a good thing. And, and that's a, an interesting kind of comment to make is that uh, uh, as we're doing our fairs and as we're doing our interactions with people, spirit brings to you people that it knows you'll give them the message that they need. Absolutely. And uh, I totally believe that as I'm doing my tarot readings at the various wellness fairs is that, you know, I would love to have a tarot reading every 15 minutes, you know, and uh, get, uh, you know, a lot of it revenue and, and all of that but i've really kind of whittled down to i'm here for whoever needs me and uh whatever i get i get because um i know that the information that i need to provide will be provided to the people who need, need to hear it yeah you know
2: yeah I and mean, we talk about this these events that we hold there are they can be you know as, as a practitioner when we're holding events i don't practice per se like set up the table and have my own booth and all that kind of stuff because i'm running the the event with danny um but there's been some amazing healings i've done um in ashland it was a group healing for this lady in the middle like we were standing right in the middle and it was like this has to happen how my guides are like pushing me out from behind the booth and all this good stuff was happening we did it was four of us that did a group healing yeah for this lady. all
1: connected and all that yeah oh it was amazing and then Saturday again. We're sitting there, and I'm, I'm running the door, and this, this lady comes with a friend, and I ended up doing a healing on her right at the right at the table where we're doing yeah. the
2: doing the entryway stuff. So uh, it happens, and and I have absolutely no problem of doing Reiki or doing healings wherever I'm at. I at random, at, mm-hmm. in the middle of Walmart, and I would do it. It wouldn't bother me a bit.
1: No, but uh, it's almost the the bottom of the hour.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go check and make sure. So Todd, if you would hold on with us for just a minute. Um, I haven't heard the front door ding
1: yet. So oh, okay. All right. Okay. right um, so while he's doing that, I'm actually going to um, pull a card for one of these lucky people that I see names in the in the chat box. Um, one of the classes that I taught um, this weekend or I prepared to teach is Tarot for Ascension. You know, I, I, I believe uh, I do a tarot for shadow work class. I, I use tarot in, in a lot of different uh, um, functions and, and disciplines. And, and uh, tarot for ascension for me is drawing cards to let people know what they need to work on in order for them to ascend further up into uh, um, a more positive uh, vibration. Um, so I'm going to pull a card here quick before we reach the bottom of the hour. Um here we have uh, the Watcher. And uh, we're going to have the Watcher for Aaron. Um, <clears throat> I use the Chrysalis deck, which I believe is a, a very beautiful and, and artistic deck. And uh, the Watcher, as you can see, is kind of this older crone <clears throat> uh, that is kind of on top of a hill with an owl and and kind of watching over uh various things so to me aaron this would mean that uh, we need to work on being an observer of our thoughts we need to observe the things that are going on in our mind and really kind of pick and choose which ones that we hold on to and uh, and make sure that we educate and, and instruct our human brain that uh we are going to hang on to those positive thoughts and no longer um, uh, even even think about uh, the negative things about how things are, or how I'm not worthy or anything like that. So uh, for Ascension for you, it's going to be observing your thoughts and your thought patterns and, and not judging them, uh, but just really see where they're coming from. What voices are they in? Who do you hear saying those things to you? and really figure out what your voice is in your mind versus the voices that your subconscious has recorded that are kind of uh, manifesting your life for you.
2: We normally do a tarot on Tuesday, card phone, but Danny,
0: will you do one for the week
1: for today? I will, but we're at the bottom of the hour, so uh, let's uh, kind of go to a a break and then I will start with that. And and when when our guest arrives, he arrives. Sounds good. Okay, we'll be right back.
0: certified psychic medium stephanie lynn creates an authentic connection between the living and the spirit world stephanie knows she is here to help heal educate and provide validation that there is more after death and allows herself to be a conduit and work as a team with spirit to pass on messages from their world to ours. Stephanie Lynn also works as a spiritual life coach to help you achieve, create, and manifest your best self and life. Looking for help communicating with an animal? Searching for a past life regression therapist or dealing with the paranormal experience. Stephanie Lynn is here to help. For a list of full services, visit her on Facebook under Stephanie Lynn Spirit Sensitive. That's Stephanie Lynn Spirit Sensitive. Ellie Weisensell Psychic Medium is a medical intuitive that specializes as a body code practitioner. As an energy healer, Ellie offers additional services that allow her modalities to be intertwined with energetic healing. Within your subconscious lies information that knows everything about you and why you deal with specific conditions. The subconscious can be considered the blueprint to your entire body. With Ellie working physically with your subconscious mind, we detect what negative emotions are trapped and where they are stored within the body that is causing you your emotional and physical pain. This work is designed to remove imbalances and correct them energetically, getting to the root cause of why you have your condition, to help balance your body so it may heal itself your body is infinitely wise and wants to be in balance the body code is not only gentle for humans but it is also a gentle process to help animals for more information contact ellie weisen at the website below
1: Welcome back, everyone, and as you can see, uh, Terry turned into someone else. Um, I'd like to introduce everyone. Uh, this is uh, Craig Sample. Uh, he works here at our store. is uh, one of our backbones to our to our organization, and uh, he is really educated and knowledgeable on star seeds. Uh, but before we get to that, I'm going to do the the tarot card for the week, um, which is something we talked about before the break, <clears throat> and. Here we go. Uh, The eight of spirals uh, for all you listeners out there. This is a a deer that uh, appears to be in the background of uh, having meteors falling and all of that. But what this means is make sure you're running towards a goal instead of dodging bullets along the way. And uh, really making sure that you've created for yourself a vision board or a vision of where you want to see your future. And uh, so that you're running towards something instead of putting out fires all the time. Okay, so we'll uh, move on here to star seeds. So, could you uh, uh, really kind of let everybody know what what a star seed is?
3: Well, basically, a star seed is a soul that uh, has had many other lifetimes on planets other than Earth before coming here, um, or in parallel to Earth, I suppose you could say. Um, you could include wanderers in there, usually, you're Uh, You've been traveling the the universe or the galaxy or maybe many universes, perhaps, Mm -hmm. just throughout your various countless lifetimes, Arcturus, the Pleiades, Lyra, uh, even plenty that we've probably never heard of and may never hear of at all.
1: Okay. Uh, So how does uh, someone know where they're from?
3: Well, that can be a complicated, but yet simple answer. Sometimes you can see those little quizzes. They've got lists of bullet points of different uh, personality traits that you could carry that uh, tend to resonate with particular star families. Um, otherwise you could try sitting in meditation and asking and see what kind of a name comes through, or it just depends what you resonate with really.
1: Okay. Um, so can you kind of talk about the traits of some of the, uh, the the planets that that we're aware of, yeah. like what 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 do what do Pleiadians represent? What do Arcturians represent? Can you kind of talk about that?
3: Um, I'll start with Arcturians because I'm a bit more familiar with them. Uh, the Arcturians tend to love technology. Uh, they like to learn from everything they can. Every experience for an Arcturian is a learning experience. Um, and like I said about technology, they love technology, but they really like to use it. Uh, for educational purposes. So this kind of a medium, you're coming to YouTube to, or or a radio show to learn anything, really. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely a trait of Arcturus. Uh, Pleiadians are very compassionate. People oftentimes say when they find themselves in the presence of a Pleiadian, it, it just makes them want to cry. They feel so much love. It's so beautiful.
1: hmm Okay. Um, so <clears throat> I think we've all come into contact with, uh, individuals who are just so positive and, and you just want to, you just sit there in awe going, how can you have such a great outlook on life? Um, so that would be Pleiadians. Yeah. Oh, I say, please. okay. All right. Um, but when we talk about like star seeds and all of that and, and ascension and, and that type of a uh, topic, uh, a lot of times some of the negative pops up right away because as humans we're we're keyed into watching out for bad stuff happening. So um reptilians, what what are those?
3: Uh reptilians tend to be uh, more Orion-based. Uh, well, I suppose you mean in the terms of star seeds? Yeah. Reptilian? Yeah. Okay. Uh so if you find yourself resonating with the reptilian energy as a star seed it's quite likely that you're here to try to um, amend some of the wrongs in the past because uh, some of us might've heard uh, of theories of the Orion Wars or the Lyran Wars, which involve different races from Lyra, the different reptilians
1: and whatnot, Mm -hmm. uh, just going at
3: it for control basically. And the, the reptilians and the other Orion races tend to be in the forefront of this vie for control so so like i said the reptilians or maybe other negative if you find yourself resonating with those you could potentially be here to help right some wrongs you've
1: done in the past all right uh okay um so what other types of um how do i want to say it um how how those alien races have already been integrated into our world so I'm sure there's there's alien races associated with Egypt and Egyptian stuff and all of that. Okay. Uh, what Do you know anything about that?
3: Um, with Egypt, I'd say they're definitely connected with the Orions. Uh, we do know that a lot of the pyramids across the globe, other than Egypt, are all aligned with Orion, actually Orion's belt. Uh, a fun little tidbit, actually, if you look at the orientation of all of the pyramids, Uh, So, yes, Egypt's pyramids line up with the belt. But now if you go from South America to Egypt to the Chinese pyramids, uh, the groups all together also line up with the belt of Orion. So I think the Orions and the Mactaukans and the various star systems from that realm of space all kind of have something to do across the globe. Okay. different information on ascension and uh, spirituality metaphysics
1: okay and i know that uh, just something from the back of my head uh, like uh, some of the pyramids in in egypt uh like if you were to look at it at a certain time of day at the at the apex it points to a certain star and exactly. and all of that so maybe used for astrological purposes and, mm-hmm. and whatnot uh, back in the day um so what alien races are associated with like Lemuria and, uh, Atlantis.
3: Um, Lemuria is a little easier cause that is play for sure. Um, I've been a little more focused on Lemuria, so Atlantis, it just feels a little more Anunnaki.
1: Okay.
3: And the Anunnaki is a little unclear because I've heard that it could be from the Pleiades. I've heard that they're their own race. I've heard some of them could be from Orion. Uh, but either way, the Anunnaki have a pretty strong grasp on human history as well. Okay. In terms of, uh, it's, it's been said that they're here for gold, or were here for gold and perhaps created a slave race out of humans, maybe, and tried to enslave humans that were already here. It didn't work. So then maybe they created another slave race okay. to mine the gold because they tried to take it from the water and realized that wasn't very effective. Mm-hmm. So that's actually kind of the reason that like the Aztecs or the Mayans would go dump gold in the lakes. Because it was a tribute to their gods. Wow. They wanted gold. They needed gold for their uh, for their atmosphere, supposedly.
1: Interesting.
3: They them breathe.
1: Okay. Uh, aerated gold. That's that's yeah. really kind of interesting, isn't it?
3: That's something you think of on Earth. <laughs> no,
1: definitely not. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> like Lemuria and and Atlantis and all of that. Uh, Do you have any more information on on those types of things?
3: Yeah, so oftentimes people definitely wonder about Lemuria and Atlantis, and we like to try to find them. Um, Just because of some of the geological processes, I think it'll be quite difficult to find some of them. Um, Only because, like I said, the geological processes, like uh, Lemuria was kind of around Hawaii. And as we know, Hawaiian islands are volcanically formed, so they kind of come and go through time. Eventually, over more millions of years, the Hawaiian islands will look completely different and won't exist the way they do now. But um, in terms of finding them currently, the biggest thing that matters is understanding how they were in the Not necessarily what? Well, yeah, what happened to them? Because Atlantis, Mm -hmm. so things we can learn from Atlantis is it really looks like our current, uh, the power struggle in the globe, Mm -hmm. that everybody wants control and everybody's trying to control other people. And that's kind of one of the things that led to Atlantis' downfall, Mm -hmm. is everyone was trying to control everyone else. Um, Mm -hmm. They both used crystals for some sort of power, The Lemurians were more focused on using them for good, and they were focused on using crystals for energy and and nature as well. Mm -hmm. And then Atlantis was more technological in harnessing that power for their own good. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are definitely good things that can come from Atlantis as well. There's a lot of ancient lost knowledge that has been kind of disseminated through the different occult teachings that Mm -hmm. you find today. but ultimately they, they can kind of help show us where two different places we could be going. So realistically, we'd really like to focus more mm-hmm. on the Lemurians going right, forward, because right. more nature-centered, we need to get back to connecting with nature.
1: Mm-hmm. Like I did touching the redwoods. That was exactly. that was so awesome. <laughs> um, but um, it's kind of a, a an interesting story, a kind of a, I don't know if you'd call it a parable almost, but uh, where, <clears throat> um we know of a uh, previous civilization that destroyed itself over a power struggle and and uh, really that's kind of that kind of echoes something else about us as a human race where you know where I forget what it's called and you might know but um, we're at a point in our evolution where let's say other species are looking at us to see which way we're going to tip and uh, I, I know that there's a scientific word or scientific phrase that describes when a when a race gets to a point where it will either destroy itself or it will flourish. Whether
3: well, destruction would be mutually assured destruction. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I kind of glean what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I get too. I, it's I, like the different categories of civilization. Yes, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're we're not even a level one yet mm-hmm. because we haven't even fully harnessed the true power of the planet itself.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And that's I guess that's kind of even where we're going right now is with all this green technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, with harnessing geothermal energy. Yeah, and windmills, windmills
1: and solar dam. panels. Mm-hmm.
3: And then category two would be harnessing power from the sun. So I've actually heard some cool experiments that would show that we could put a satellite around the earth and radio beam
1: energy. Yes. Yeah, you can actually beam energy from one thing to the next. And and that's not a not a kind of thing. That's a scientifically proven thing where you can beam energy towards a source and have it have power.
3: Well, I mean, we're getting there with that wireless Qi charging. So yeah. That the pad you can put your phone on without plugging
1: it in. Mm-hmm. Right. It just transfers the energy right to your phone. So if you can imagine that at a very large scale, think of all the great places we could be. Yeah. Uh, Tesla would be smiling, I'm sure, about almost the, so. those types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. So as we're kind of moving on here. Oh, uh, Caden says belief in... Our, Agartha, Agartha, or Inner Earth. I'll leave that to you because I know nothing about that.
3: Oh well, Agartha <laughs> is uh, one of the names that people use for the Inner Earth civilization. Okay. Um, I haven't had any personal experience with any Agarthans or Inner Earthans. Um, I guess many people go about believing it in different ways. Some people say the Earth is hollow, um, but that can be easily misconstrued because some people would then take that a step further and be like, well, scientifically, uh, it looks like there's a core and it's partially molten, but it's scientifically still, I mean, the crust of the earth is how many miles thick. Mm-hmm. So realistically, I mean, they talk about living in caves on Mars when we go to Mars instead of building domes on the surface. Yeah. So why couldn't people be doing that here? I, I find it perfectly plausible and quite likely that there Could be definite civilizations living under the crust of the earth. And
1: I just saw something um, where one of those rivers in in Egypt or something has uh, kind of went down far enough where all these caves yeah. are open, where they saw people or assume that people lived in them, and they have, they're finding artifacts, and it's all because the the water is going to a level where. The the yeah, where it's, it's opening up all of these uh, underground civilizations that. That occurred, so it's really, it's really quite plausible. Um, I think a lot of the time is that there there are facts about things, but then the human imagination inserts some other stuff to make it seem like a story. Yeah, you know, myth and legend. Myth and legend. So the human imagination creates a myth and a legend about it, but but really uh, based on fact.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, there's a grain of truth behind every myth.
1: Yeah, right. And uh, whether or not it's, it's, uh, um, I don't know, uh, as magical as what it's described as, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's definitely a route to why we believe the things we believe. Absolutely. Um, and there's actually something that I ran into and, and I'm on way too many Facebook groups. Oh my God. Um, <clears throat> but uh, um, kind of a chart that showed, you know, where um, the modern day concept of Jesus and all of his traits. And then a thousand years before there was another person in legend that had all the same traits and a thousand years before that, the same thing over and over again. And it went like back to like 6,000 BC where that civilization believed in a person that had all the same traits, you know, uh, born from a virgin, uh, could heal people, could walk on water all of that and you could trace that myth or that legend i should say um back all of those um millennia uh to other individuals that those groups of people believed in so there's a grain of truth in that too where uh, people believed the same thing um millennia after millennia just developed into a different person's name Mm -hmm. so it's just really interesting how how all that can can come, but uh, um, awesome. most certainly, yeah. And uh, some people believe that uh, religion is um, kind of how do I want to say it <clears throat> uh, created to uh, stop people from knowing their own power. Yeah, and uh, where it creates this organization where individuals are feel like they have to. Well, not only just for money's sake or, or that mm-hmm. type of a thing uh, but feel that they need to uh, be subservient in some fashion in order to get wherever they want to go yeah. and uh, really the the whole point of ascension is breaking out of that that mindset of having to um kind of live up to those types of of standards and and really living up to your own standards and uh, ascending beyond the need for organization, you know, and uh, really kind of developing your own sense of right and wrong and all of that and and stepping not into your power. yeah stepping into your personal power and that's that's where religion comes in at least in my opinion, where it removed people's personal power uh, because the people at the top knew that that you had the power to create your own reality yeah. And so, in order to stifle that amongst the masses for the individuals who are really greedy, uh, they they created the notion that, nope, that doesn't happen. Like I said before earlier in the in the show, you know it's all just make believe, and that, that's just indoctrination.
3: Well, take Reiki, for
1: example. Mm-hmm. I mean,
3: in terms of the church, uh, the people who are responsible or the only people who can carry out the healing touch is the priest. So you have to remain subservient to not only the God that they tell you to believe in, but Mm -hmm. to the leadership of the church, because those are the people who are going to heal you. You can't heal yourself. Right.
1: You know, and uh, I I think of all the Reiki healers and all the wonderful things that they're doing, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's just a, a good example of people trying to tell you that you're not good enough.
3: Yeah. And, and it's not like anybody who practices Reiki is like, Giving the middle finger to the church or no, you know, they're just saying, hey, you know, you can you can do this too.
1: You can do this yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to prescribe to feeling inferior to anything, you know. Take take your own personal power. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, but uh anywho, I'm just gonna pull a card again uh for someone in the audience here about how to work on ascending. Um Oh, and Diet is here. Hi, Diet. Nice to see you. Wonderful to have you on your own show, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So why don't we pull for Caden? Okay. All right. The Minstrel. Okay. Uh, For you, Caden, what I would say here is you can kind of see this guy. Uh, playing a, a lute of some sort. He's kind of a bard along with his trusty companion, his, uh, his pet. And, and uh, what this card means in, in relation to working on personal things for Ascension, I guess I would say that um, working on those instances where you tell yourself a story just to feel good about something instead of actually feeling the feelings behind it you know, a lot of times we, we say, oh, it's okay, or, or that'll be fine, or, or any of those things. But what we're really doing is kind of muting our own feelings and emotions and actually working through them. And we're kind of stopping those things from happening, and it really builds up that energy inside that needs release. And it's all about releasing all those energies and getting it off our chest and then accepting and moving on. Um, So I guess for you, what I would say is kind of look at those instances where you kind of uh, tell yourself a little story to make yourself feel better about something and really look under that story of what it is and kind of work through it and uh, get it off of your, I don't know, your shadow or whatever you want to call it and and just kind of move on from it. So that that is your thing. All right. So, back to some of the more interesting things. Uh, we, uh, <clears throat> when did we do that? We had a, a little get together at at our house at uh, Terry and my my house, and and we like to have bonfires and whatnot. And and uh, we had a really big gathering for my last uh, birthday in August. And and this guy here <clears throat> wanted to call the aliens, and I'm like, you know, we're not doing that because nobody is uh, overdoing me on my birthday. <laughs> You know, it's all about me kind of a thing. Uh, but it, can you describe the process that you were going to use for calling the aliens in?
3: Yeah, so um, I guess I'll uh, I'll back up a little bit first that um, uh, extraterrestrials are here and ready to make contact with us. And so we've had that scale developed to the different close encounters, like the first, the second, the third, the fourth kind and whatnot it just depends on how close they get like one would be seeing a ufo in the sky two would be it coming in closer to you within i think they actually made it like within 500 feet or something like that Uh, three would be them stepping out of the ship and kind of interacting with you four would be making contact with you so we have a new category um, I guess it's, it's, it's new. It's been around for almost 20 years now, but it's Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind and that is Human Initiated Extraterrestrial Contact. Um, for even further in-depth information, you could, uh, you could check out Stephen Greer. There's a few, uh, he's got some cool books and stuff on it, but, uh, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind entails, uh, meditation really. So, it, it seems to work best in groups. Uh, we've all heard that saying, or maybe we've all heard the saying, where two or three are gathered. Uh, it, it does appear in the Bible, but it refers to multiple people getting together and increasing the power of particular belief. So it works best in a group of two or more people. Uh, you'd all get into a meditative state, and you would set an intention that you would like to initiate contact. Uh, with whoever is out there uh, in a peaceful and loving way. Uh, And you'd kind of begin by uh, taking note of where you are, what do your surroundings look like, and then try to view yourselves from above. Now, you kind of all want to try to do this at the same time, just to amplify the power of the signal. And so you'd kind of zoom up, just look at your group, and you zoom further, maybe look at the city where you are, and then further out, the state or country or territory, and further still to the globe, and then project out where we are in the universe. Kind of like
1: Google Earth going up. Exactly. Yeah. Just
3: like zoom out and send the picture of that of you zooming out out into the out the universe, and ask for anybody who is comfortable to respond in love and light. That's kind of important. We don't want any negatives showing up, trying to take us away. Uh, but it, the intention is important to set that uh we would we we invite you to manifest in any way that is comfortable for you and for the rest of us in the group because not everybody in the group could be on the same page mm-hmm. so not everybody in the group is going to be ready to stand and shake hands with an alien some people would only be comfortable with just seeing it shoot or dart across the sky and there there have been some some interesting documentations of cases, like just seeing a little ship and they're all like, well, that's cool. I saw it come in, but like, now it almost looks like a star. Can you move a little? And it zips around a little bit and zigzags and it takes off.
1: Mm-hmm. And what were the initials behind that? CP5 uh, or five. CE5, CE5. Close
3: Encounters of the Fifth kind.
1: Okay. I know that uh, um, intellectually, We may be ready to say, oh, hey, there glowing orb. Hi, how are you doing? Uh, But our bodies may not be ready for that because our minds might be like, oh, that's not a big deal. Uh, But when you put that that image or or if it really were to happen in front of you, your body will react with the way it's been taught is to duck, run, scream and all of that. And it's overriding your body's need to feel safe with your intellect that would make that a successful thing.
3: Yes, I can. I definitely concur with that. Heck, just a couple of weeks ago, I was outside. Um, I was going out, taking out the garbage. It was a sunny night. And I was just standing there because it was a really nice clear night, just looking up at the stars like, hey guys, I'm, I'm ready. It'd be really cool to see you whenever you want. Um, well, and then not too far away, a rabbit just like suddenly darted out of the yard. I jumped like, Oh God. Okay. Well, maybe I'm not ready. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And when your body gets to the point where it's not afraid of anything Mm -hmm. and you have that level of confidence of I'm going to get through whatever comes at me and your body is trained to not respond in that way. uh, You know, and I think that's a very important piece of it is in being ready for, seeing something that looks like a praying mantis you know or 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 seeing something that looks like something from a monster movie coming at you and not responding in the in the way of uh fear and all of that and, Mm -hmm. and grabbing the closest weapon and protecting yourself when it's something that probably didn't even want to hurt you to begin with exactly you know just because something looks scary doesn't mean it wants to hurt you
3: well and unfortunately that's kind of almost been conditioned into the human populace too yeah i mean a lot of the space movies that came out in like the early 50s and 60s and such uh they were all scary they were all here to kill us like uh, mm-hmm. attack from mars
1: do you think that was planned
3: I, I think it could be very well planned.
1: Do you think that was a way of, again, indoctrinating the public to be afraid of those things?
3: Yes. Well, uh, Werner von Braun, um, a famous rocket scientist who, who uh, designed the Saturn V rocket, uh, firstly, he did design that rocket. Uh, it took us to the moon. He designed it powerful enough to take us to Mars. So he was definitely on another level there. But um, in terms of the power struggle on Earth, um, this was around the time of World War II, so he said, uh, they're going to make race the next issue. Well, then after that, everybody's going to realize, oh, it's really not that big of a deal. So the next thing he said that they try to use to, to unify people in the fight against something else is extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm. That they would t- try to make us all believe that they're here to hurt us, so right. that we unite to destroy them to try to become the ultimate power in the universe. Well, ironically enough, I suppose I couldn't say how much they do or don't know this, Mm -hmm. but uh, kind of back to the starseed stuff, there's uh, other various also powerful uh, star families who would say that uh, spiritually Mm -hmm. the human civilization is probably the most powerful biological being in the universe. Mm-hmm. Like we have the capability to be in this meat sack and do all the things that the non-physical star families are doing. Mm-hmm. Like the Arcturians are non-physical; they only have a star. There's no planets. They're 30 light years away, so uh, we can currently observe that within the last 30 years, there's
1: no planets, unless they've been recently destroyed or something or ascended. Yeah,
3: they're they're non-physical. People have. Constant contact with our two mm. They're not physical. So we have the same capabilities. As, right. That's what I'm getting at. But
1: It's just that we're told it's all a bunch of fooey.
3: Yeah. It's it's either all fake or they're here to kill us. Right. It's one of the two. Yeah. And you don't often hear that they're all good.
1: And logically, that would make sense. Knowing the, the human mind and people wanting to have the ultimate power and all of that. Is that a, a group of people with that motive to keep everybody else in the dark so that they can move forward with their own um their own plans mm-hmm. it would make sense to do that to the public yeah you know fear fear, fear is yeah. kind
3: of how the world governments have tended to lead so far yeah
1: it's fear guilt and shame mm-hmm. uh shame for doing something that might be so little and petty it didn't hurt anybody but you know you're taught to feel shameful for it or yeah or any of those things, keeping you in a low vibration so you can't realize your true power.
3: Exactly. I mean, it's like we used to say it was the 15 minutes of fame, and it's it's not. I, I think it was Tim Minchin, uh, or I think that's who it was. I wrote a song recently, it's 15 minutes of infamy, mm-hmm. because now it seems that more people are recognized for their faults now. Yeah. We've gotten to that point. Like, it's... Yeah. it's
1: Tear them, down, tear them that down, tear
3: them down. Cancel culture. Yeah. Sure, there's probably some people that we don't necessarily need to listen to their platforms anymore. So mm-hmm. cancel culture is good at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other channel.
1: Totally, <laughs> totally. Uh, but here we have a question from Caden. It's, uh, do you believe anyone can make contact or does it take a specific energy within a person?
3: Anyone can make contact. Uh, it just depends on really your ability to kind of clear your mind. Uh, I guess the energy that it would take is calm, love, calm and love, the nature of the universe. And confidence. Love. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. That's a, that's a big one with energy that I have learned is is getting rid of the voices in the back of your mind that are telling you, um, you know, here's here's a good one. Uh, after <clears throat> I was uh, trying to commune with the trees and all of that to kind of you know learn from them and all of that, I was walking away, and I do hear voices here and there, um, uh, kind of like uh, coming through my thoughts. And and I heard it was just a goddamn tree, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and it's those kind of things in the background that really try to demean you and and uh, kind of put you in a in a in a pigeonhole and all of that and. And it's just it's just sad. So I feel bad for those negative voices and all of that 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 kind of go through people's minds because the things that they're going to miss, you know, of, of all the great stuff that that can happen. So uh, confidence is a is a big thing, and and trying to ignore those those judgments and all of that, telling you you're you're fake or whatever, and, and keeping that confidence. And the more confidence you have, the more powerful you are and uh that's how people in power right now have the power exactly because they were confident enough and that confidence in themselves have manifested them in that position we like to believe confidence, right and uh they they make sure that other people um how do i say it um so, so I, 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 you know that's the whole point behind a lot of those um um what are those ads called that terror politicians down and all of that smear mudslinging all of that uh that's just supposed to make the other feel you know angry or any of those negative vibrations and and really trying to uh, get them off of their game so the manifestation is is kind of halted so you know it's 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 all out there you know it's yeah people are doing it whether they know it or not and and uh, it's just all about being confident in your own power—that you can pretty much do anything.
3: Yeah. Yeah, really.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, because I mean, back to now the
1: extraterrestrial side of things. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said earlier, they either like to
3: believe, or like you to believe that they're they're here to kill us, or they don't exist. Mm-hmm. Is well, look at the size of the universe. It's so huge. It's almost.
1: It's infinite. Yeah, it almost yeah. feels
3: ludicrous to believe that nothing else but life on earth exists right now i I suppose i'm not trying to call anybody out or anything but it's just the universe is so massive why couldn't there be other life
1: yeah and using even rudimentary logic would tell you Mm -hmm. in an infinite amount of space you know we would have other instances of life
3: yeah i mean sure then you get to the point where well if there's so many out there, where are they? Why aren't they making communication? Look
1: how far apart we are.
3: Yeah. One, how far apart we are. Are we really ready? Because like we were just saying, they'd like us to believe that they're either not there or they're here to kill us. And so far, as the last few thousand years of human history would prove to anybody, mm-hmm. we're way too militaristic. All of the movies about aliens, mm-hmm. either they're trying to kill us or we're trying to kill them. and yeah. Especially when we're trying to kill them, they weren't here for negative intentions. Yeah, Arrival, a beautiful movie. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, they're they're just here. At, it's been a while since I've seen it. They're just looking for help and just mm-hmm. uh, just a warning that just hey, watch out, don't destroy yourselves. And here our military pulls mm-hmm. up with tanks immediately, trying to blow them out of the sky, and they're just sitting there.
1: Right, right, not doing anything. Yeah, you know, taught to fear. Yeah, we yeah. fear
3: what's different as humans. I mean, I guess that's that's the explanation behind all, all the race wars. Is we're just we're afraid of what looks different,
1: mm-hmm. and
3: there's there's no reason to. Yeah.
1: Okay, Jamie Lynn, I, I, I agree. You know, we are human. We have faults. Look for the positive in those faults, not only in yourself but in others. That's a mm-hmm. that's a really good way of of kind of thinking about it um <clears throat> sometimes a uh, a fault in someone else you know how do you want to say it people are like a, a, a jigsaw puzzle where you take the the benefits of one person put it with another and and the one person's faults are offset by the other person's uh um kind of benefits and you stick together and you work great together you know and we're all like puzzle pieces where we have really good things that we know to do and and some areas that we're not so good at that we all fit together really well. So, yeah. Other I couldn't, pieces of mirrors. They're mirrors, yeah.
3: Because sometimes the faults we see in others are things we need to work on ourselves.
1: Yeah. And I, I definitely have found that people who talk down to other people and all of that really have that inside themselves and they're embarrassed about it. Mm-hmm. So they make sure to to call it out in other people so they may, they feel just as bad as they do. Yeah.
3: I've, yeah. I've found that in myself. I've In the past, I've seen narcissists and I've then discovered oh I kind of have that tendency too. maybe I should look at myself
1: yeah and uh, when you pass judgment on someone else it usually means that it's something inside of yourself that you don't like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: and that's just the way that you need to see Mm -hmm. but really um, Jamie along further with your comment it's it's, it's the um, you don't know the light without the dark you don't know the light without the dark and sometimes, uh, as, as it would seem, we're supposed to learn from our mistakes as humanity. And hopefully now, I think we've really gotten to a point where we can all as humanity look back and say, well, I suppose we've been a little harsh on ourselves and others. And mm-hmm. I, I, see, I see the change coming. I think we all do. We can feel it. It's in the end.
1: Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine the aliens that watch our movies and go, Oh, they're just going to kill us so why do we even bother oh yeah you know
3: yeah they're probably definitely
1: are. <laughs> yeah right and it's interesting to note that uh i was i i like to watch stuff about the universe and all that that kind of a thing and on every kind of educational channel i can find it and our radio signals have just broken what they call the helium or something like that the heliosphere, uh, the heliosphere outside of our solar system so something would have to be you know, going on a, a Sunday r- ride um, just outside of our solar system to even know we're here—a
3: singular star.
1: <laughs> yeah, unless you prescribe to the thought that, you know, humans are are kind of a hybrid between you know our roots uh, genetically mm-hmm. and uh, various alien races. Yes. You know, it, wasn't there something kind of kind of going back to Egypt where. It wasn't it the Anunnaki that spliced us to create a slave race.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's that's one way to go. Well, I mean, I've heard that we've kind of got a little bit of all of the star races in our DNA. So Anunnaki, yeah, specifically splitting to create the slave race, but um, uh, the Pleiadians have influenced our DNA. The Arcturians have influenced, and so on and so forth. We've got reptilian DNA. I mean, you do hear science speaking of the the reptilian brain or the mammalian brain that humans think with.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Definitely. It's very interesting, though. You know, we have these concepts of what each of these different races represent, mm -hmm. and they're all facets of the human personality.
3: They really are. They really are. Like all the Roman and Greek gods. They're just the embodiment of particular personalities.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it kind of begs the question, you know, we feel as though we have all these different types of uh, DNA inside of us. If we kind of prescribe to that, uh, that uh, theory of kind of being a spliced or whatever. But really, don't you think it's just the humanity's way of, of trying to, I don't know, understand why we are the way we are?
3: That could very well be. I mean, I, I've heard from virologists that there's plenty of parts of our DNA that exist as a virus. like it Oh, was totally. A virus. Like our memory. Yeah. I've heard mm-hmm. it said that our memory, we have memory because of a virus. Yep. That stayed in our DNA. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and we share the, I, I don't know if this is statistically accurate or anything like that. I just heard something like this, but uh, we, we share 50% of banana DNA.
0: Yeah.
1: You know. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, we know we're we're ninety nine percent related to, uh, like uh, what is it, chimpanzees or gorillas or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we we share DNA with daisies, with sunflowers, with trees, with all those things, and and uh, even with trees. You know, if you put a tree upside down, it looks like our lungs. If you cut it open, it looks like our fingerprint. You know, if you see veins in the leaves of trees, and we have veins. You know. We're just so similar to so many different things that um, it just begs the question, you know, how did we get here? You know,
3: <laughs> as above, so below. I'm yeah, so far. Right, exactly.
1: <laughs> you know, and uh, it's just so interesting and uh, a puzzle that we'll probably never really solve, but uh, uh, philosophically and, and intellectually, great to even have a discussion about.
3: I think it's cool that, like, spirituality, we we speak of the oneness all the time. Like, we're all part of everything. But it's cool to see that science arguably would agree. Mm -hmm. I mean,
1: they might not outright say it, but the science Mm -hmm. that they do certainly
3: begs that question. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. And and perhaps that's kind of why some of us feel as though alien races um, focus on us. Because we're kind of... uh, how do we want to say it? Probably the best versions of all of them.
3: Yeah, amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's just a, a very interesting concept mm-hmm. um, because you could reach out to them energetically, and and uh, I I personally hate the idea of telepathy. <laughs> I personally hate the idea of it because I want nothing to know what's going on inside my head. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: it's a scary damn I, place.
3: I can't say that I disagree. <laughs> you know.
1: All of the little ticks we have inside of our heads, all the different things we think about. You know, we see a certain person walk by and, and the societal stuff starts kicking in and you start thinking things. And it's like, but I don't believe that. So why did that go through my mind about that person? I don't care about any of those things. So why in the, why in the heck did it, did it really kind of pass through my consciousness? It's dumb. Mm-hmm. And why would I want someone or something with telepathy to look inside my head and go, oh, he's an awful person. No, I'm not. I just have these things going through my mind. It doesn't mean I grab onto them and believe them. Mm-hmm. You know, so I personally hate that idea of telepathy because I don't want nothing poking around in this head. True. Yeah, but I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way, mm-hmm. you know. I
3: suppose the cooler aspect of it would be more the projection of thoughts instead. So you want to communicate with somebody so then you project the thought. Like hey, you're you're in the other room and you can't hear me, so I'd I'd like to beckon you into the room that I'm in so we can speak, but I don't want to get up, so then I'd like to be able to go
1: mentally and, text them.
3: Yeah. Not yeah. necessarily even to change belief, but just simple communication. Not yeah. not necessarily reading of mind.
1: But then <laughs> you have neurotic me that goes you know i'm thinking 10 different things nine of them are things that are so inappropriate and then i have the one i want to send and then the neurotic kind of ocd me goes okay i can't do that i can't do that oops i just did it you know <laughs> and yes. you know i just i just called you a, a pink elephant or something <laughs> and it's just like wow you know it, it's taming the human brain to even use something like that efficiently
3: yeah that's you know? the hard part yeah
1: or else we'd be sending cartoons to everybody all day long. You mm-hmm. know, it's just so interesting. Uh, Jamie says uh, that sounds easier than texting my son from the kitchen, telling him supper is ready. Yes, that right. that, that 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 is true. You know, uh, maybe texting is the precursor to all these mental things going on. But uh, as far as telepathy, no. Not for me, you know. <laughs> um, I I always like to type out my messages before I say them. True, you, you know, edit, I edit and all of that and not allow that free free flow of thought, because that's a scary thing. Yeah. Um. So, <clears throat> so doing that with aliens and and other races like that, and you know, it it would be um, it would be understandable if they never wanted to talk to me, and I'm probably not alone in that. Oh, know? I don't think so. You okay. know kind of concur <laughs> is there any kind of concept about alien communication or alien stuff that that you find like i'm not ready for that yet oh
3: that's a really good question
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, i i don't know if i've really ever thought about that before oh um I don't know I don't sure know how to answer that
1: no no apprehension <laughs> about
3: anything not exactly no I no. just i I'm interested to learn about them kind of like they are about us oh. I mean I guess yeah. I might not exactly be ready for the physical contact fully no. so there is that but right otherwise i I think it'd be kind of cool to have a conversation in my mind with an alien mm-hmm. or extraterrestrial I suppose uh people don't necessarily like the term alien anymore because of the negative connotations. No, yeah.
1: (laughs) Right, all because of those darn movies from the 50s. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, uh, but-
3: uh, Yes, think before you speak, yes.
1: Definitely, Jamie, (laughs) that is true. And backspace is everyone's best friend and draft in email is a wonderful way to go. Can't do that
3: talking with aliens in my head. Right.
1: (laughs) Right, definitely.
3: don't necessarily think I'd want to say, hey, do you really look as weird as people think you do? Oh, wait, I shouldn't have said that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do, not to bring fiction in, well, I guess everybody's concept of fiction is different, but to bring movies into this. But the, one of the movies I did really like, and actually bought the DVD of, which I never do, is Contact uh, with uh, uh, Jodie Foster and Matthew McConaughey and, and all of them, where... The radio telescopes picked up uh, signals that were structured, and they were breaking them down and figuring out, oh, it's ones and zeros, and then breaking or kind of breaking it down even further and figuring out, oh, they're instructions. And then um, one of the the big things, as you're watching the movie, trying to figure it out before the before the answer comes, is that, oh, they created these these plans for a way to communicate with them but they weren't connecting and then all of a sudden someone put it into a cube and they they were communicating in 3D you oh, know and and uh, instead of just the like paper instructions it was like it was so many twists and turns um, but one of the ways that the aliens um, communicated with us as far as contact goes is it uh, transported Jody through all these different wormholes and all that but finally got to this place where her dead father started walking up to her and started talking to her, saying how proud he was of her. And and she is a scientist, a devout scientist that doesn't believe in any of that kind of stuff. And, and while her heart started to melt, her brain activated and said, you know what, you're not my dad. And then it started to explain to her, you know, we thought this was the easiest way to introduce ourselves to you, to make you comfortable uh, to kind of start this conversation to mimic all of that and and whatnot and and I can kind of see an alien race doing that with us you know Me too. you know kind of finding unfortunately telepathically uh, the the things that bring us comfort are our parents voice you know our our friendly face that our best friends are and and kind of coming to us in that image and then you know kind of going away from that and saying you know we're we're these this is what we really look like, and Are all that. People having those kind of contact experiences. You know, and I can see that as a way to ease you in yeah. to that type of a situation. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So.
3: Unfortunately, um, I can't say I've seen contact. Oh, you I haven't. It was years oh, ago.
1: I I forget. He's he's very very young,
3: <laughs> you know. I've seen a couple of the older space movies, but there, there's still a few I need to catch up on. So you <laughs> need
1: to watch that one because it is watch a very it. interesting. Uh, it causes a very interesting um, discussion yeah, after after you watch it about uh, those types of things, and then also uh, as we were kind of talking about uh, what level our races and uh or where we're at you know and in some concepts it's are how close to midnight are we you know are we two minutes to midnight or three minutes to midnight that concept of uh, self-destruction and that kind of a thing that um an alien race that's watching us is maybe has the concept from star trek you know yeah. uh no interaction unless they are you know, warp capable or, or those type of things, you know, based on the level of the civilization, can they handle knowing that, you know, we just popped in here from hundred light years away in a second, you know, Uh, and uh, kind of making sure that, that, that uh, species or whatever is to a point where it's okay Mm -hmm. for them to have contact. Do you think aliens have that kind of a perspective of, are they ready for us?
3: I totally think so. Um, it, from the sounds of it, like we're kind of the new kids on the block. And uh, if if you subscribe to any of these beliefs about the, the galactic federations and such, um, one of the common laws of the universe is the law of non intervention that they won't intervene unless it's absolutely necessary. So uh, it was actually a thought, in the Cold War, the mutually assured destruction mm-hmm. that they would begin the sequence for mutually assured destruction to kind of force their hand mm-hmm. and force extraterrestrials to come down, but uh, I, clearly that seems to be voted against, or or was it? I couldn't really say
0: in mm-hmm. that regard, but um, yeah, uh,
3: but yeah, just stay out of their hair until they're, until they're really ready. Yeah. And like it, it, the it's kind of the hundredth monkey kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've heard of that. It's um, the, the, I think you're the one who even explained it to me once the, there was a tribe of monkeys. One monkey learned a new way to peel a banana and then the rest of the tribe learned it. And then the neighboring tribe started to learn it. And then after a hundred monkeys or so, Suddenly, all of the other tribes on the other continents realized, oh, we can peel a banana like this without any, mm-hmm. any contact. So that's kind of how our ascension is going so far. And the belief is that we'll reach critical mass mm-hmm. the, the name most of us have probably heard. that yeah. We'll get to a point and it'll kind of just become a common belief that, yes, aliens exist. And really, once we all kind of mutually agree,
1: mm-hmm. then then they'll most likely start appearing to us. It's kind of like how in the eighties where uh, we didn't have the internet, we didn't have any of those things, but somehow everybody in the United States knew how to peg the, 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 the legs on their jeans at the ankles, you know, (laughs) you know, it's just like everybody just all of a sudden knew, you know, you fold the thing on your ankles and you roll it up and woo, you look, you look really cool. Um, But uh, it's the same kind of, same kind of concept. All right. uh, We're almost at the bottom of the hour again. Um, Terry will be coming back and doing channeling for the remainder of uh, the show uh, for the individuals in the um, in the audience. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break and then we're going to have him come back and uh, finish the show. So thanks, everyone. Uh, We'll see you in a few minutes.
0: to keep up with the latest at the station how about catch up on your favorite shows on the go download the free wltk db mobile app on the app store and google play watch listen and shop right from the palm of your hand the wltk db mobile app the truth is here and now get yours today
2: Thanks for hanging in there with everybody. Um, uh, I just want to put a big shout out to Craig. He is amazing. Um, he does so much for us here at the store. And <clears throat> when he started getting into the uh, <clears throat> the Starseed stuff, it was like it just rolled. So, um, so if there is one thing I want to get out today, it is... Um, I apologize. I keep looking up because I have you guys on a big monitor on my wall. So, um, but it is just to remember that the, the whole thing about um, the collective consciousness and and, and everybody, um, as we're working on ourselves, knowing that we're working on the whole consciousness, because as each one of us raise our vibration, it raises the vibration for everyone. So, um, so, <clears throat> In true diet form, Um, I'm going to do some readings. Um, I talked about doing channeling. Um, eh, It might happen to as well. We'll just see where it goes. But um, I am going to step right back there and grab my coffee. And then if you guys want to put some questions up, I'll be ready to go in just a minute. Good morning, One. Hope all is well and good luck with your surgery coming up. Excuse me a couple seconds to connect. Thank you. So Diana, all right, her question is, I would love to general for where my path is headed, please. So, sweetheart, um, a couple of things comes through really fast. Um, There are some things that that you still need to work on. Um, Your path is is true and strong. You just need to hold that uh, feeling of, of love and. And of, of, of reaching out and um, letting people know that um, for all those non-believers in your life, that that you know where you're going and that you don't truly need anyone else's help, but but Creator, um, but the universe. That um, <clears throat> I'm not sure if you already do energy work or 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 or, or if you. Um, if you are are needing to go in that path it feels like there's a path that is very strong for you Um, the um, the path of healing is is something that that um, will will or i should say the path of being a healer is something that will will truly truly take you down that amazing path that you're looking for, um, you you gotta quit worrying about the stumbles along the line because the stumbles down the road or the little pebbles that we put in front of us are truly our own blocks, and and you seem to uh, <clears throat> you seem to be able to do that well. Um, you get going really well and get going really well, and then all of a sudden so there's a pebble and and you make it maybe into a stone or a boulder instead of just knowing it's just a pebble and you can just step over it instead of instead of instead of tripping on it so to speak um, yeah be be prepared be prepared for changes there's many changes coming ahead for you you are an amazing person your your love for your love will will take you far Thank you I hope that helps <coughs> So, um, so they're talking about about changes in your life. They're talking about that you need you need to step back and look at how how things go for you, and you need to talk about more or or, or maybe work on more of the. Um, Um, becoming a different person, almost um, energetically, uh, you, you 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 have this beautiful beautiful uh, uh, um, outlook on life and stuff, but you keep falling back into some of those old patterns and stuff, and it feels like that it, it really needs to change. Um, <clears throat> you know, remembering that old patterns are 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 are, are something that that. Um, um, is pre-programmed, and and you you have the amazing ability to, to work through those 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 pre-programmes that can go away. Um, they're not something that need to hold you back. Um, I think if you do this work and, and allow yourself to uh, yes, thank you, and allow yourself to be that person um, who you truly are, um, then the world will open up for you in some amazing ways. I think that. Uh, Oh yeah you're right. Um, so they keep telling me that that you are you are working towards um, great growth. Um, your block is yourself. Um, work on those little changes of, of realizing or, or meditating with who you are, who you truly are and not who people see who you are. I hope that helps. Thank you. Caden. So for Caden, your gifts are many. When they when they show me your gifts, they show me um, like almost like uh, it's it's well actually it looks like presents that you need to keep opening <laughs> um, as your as your gifts develop. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> Kaden, can you remind me of what work you do already in in the metaphysical world? As you do that, I'm going to continue. Um, So they keep showing me these little boxes of of gifts, and and then each box gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, Um, and as as you open one, you'll work on that, and then as you open the next one, you'll work on that, Um, and so on and so forth. So, knowing that, um, okay, thank you. Um, knowing that um, your gifts are there and they're waiting for you, but you know, as, as we talk about gifts and we talk about creating or, or man, or, no, not, as we talk about creating or working with these gifts. We also have to remember, um, as as my teacher, um, Diet, told me, um, we are our own blocks and we do get in our own ways. Um, So remembering that um, there are muscles. So um, if you are not per se born naturally with it, which we all are, but some people's gifts are just out there and working as strong as they can be, And then there are are us that had to develop and 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 bring those gifts through. Um, It is a muscle, and it is something that you need to practice. And um, um, so um, they talk about um, an investigator, and I'm going to, and they talk about being an investigator of the paranormal, um, if if that is correct. So becoming a psychic or a medium will be a great advantage for you in in investigating in the paranormal. Not only will you be able to see, hear, feel what you're working with, but you'll get more answers and it'll be easier for you to do your investigating. Um, I think that the investigator is a really big joy for you. Um, It feels like... Yeah. Yeah it feels like um it's not even a it's not it's not a job so to speak it is it is like you you thrive to do that kind of stuff um so they're talking about doing more um more more psychic or more mediumship work for you don't worry about the other gifts and stuff and you know reach out to uh um, a teacher like Diet or someone that can help you um Develop those skills. Um, I was truly the uh, the 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 uh, no 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 gift at the beginning, no 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 performed or pro- profound gifts when I first started this world, um, and then when when the universe decided that it was time for me to start doing this, um, <clears throat> they brought the people into my life that. Um, Helped me develop all these wonderful and amazing gifts. Um, feels like you still are, you're, you're going to be, um, you are a believer. You're a believer in this world and you're a believer in what we've talked about today and you're a believer in, in everything that we do. Um, <clears throat> but I'm not sure if it's, if it's, a fear of hearing or a fear of feeling, um, but it definitely is, has a fear, be, a fear block behind it. So, does that make sense for you? Um, awesome! So glad we can help with you. Um, so, um, it is much easier to do a show um, with a guest beside us, but I, I, really do want to talk about, um, I want to talk about, Wow, they just keep bringing this thing up. Um, you this whole world of where we live and this whole world of how the negativity shuts us down and, and, how much more the light has to shine. Um, you know, find your path, find your way, um, reach out if you struggle. Um, the white light is becoming stronger and stronger. The healing energies are everywhere. Um, as sensitives, you'll find it when you walk in to rooms, um, you, know, you know, create your blocks or create your shields. But also feel, so you know what to go, what to do, and where to go. Um, life is amazing.
0: Um,
2: life is amazing. They they keep talking. So. They're showing me several things with this with this thing. I'm, I'm really trying to get out to everybody, and I don't know how much more I can stress this. Um, but this whole um, um, continents and and everything like now right now they're just showing me like England and Brazil and 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 United States and and. Puerto Rico, and, and they're just moving me all over in different continents and, and showing me the red lines that join each one as, as energy, as, as meridians go through, you know, and, and all this kind of stuff, uh, or ley lines, I guess I should say, instead of meridians, but, um, you know, how we're all just super connected. Okay. Um, Diane, Diana, um, those, the, the comments get lost sometimes. Um, do you do energy work now? So I'm gonna gonna okay. Let me ask a question. Hold on. Um, <clears throat> this is a thing for you. Again, back in earlier in the reading, um, we talked about being a healer. Um, I, I, I I highly suggest you become Reiki attuned. Um, go into it with with just the intention with just the intention of of becoming attuned so i can make help my connections become stronger you are attuned okay i'm not going to judge anybody's classes but they're telling me to retake a class retake that first level again Yeah, I'm not sure why, um, and, and sometimes it is just a teacher and how they do attunements or how things are happening. But um, also knowing, how ah, you are amazing. So um, so they make me feel really happy right now. Um, just the fact that you are attuned and that's the fact that you y- y- you 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 don't believe you're doing energy work and and all this kind of stuff, but uh, but you are. So do you? So look up um, the power. Um, Google the power of Reiki. Put those words in the power of Reiki and um read more about it. it um and just allow yourself i'm not sure why you create your own blocks so much um and I, I can feel the want um i can feel it's almost like a need instead of a want um, but it, it can't be a want so strong that the want creates the block um Work in the world of allowing. Allow it to come to you. Allow the universe to bring to you what you need.
0: Um.
2: Sometimes we work so hard or we want so hard um, that it does create the blocks within our within our own worlds. Um. Believing so strong um, can create a block if things don't line up the way you, way your beliefs are. So take out your belief system and just be. Hopefully that helps you. there so any other questions before we have about fifteen minutes left? Okay. So, <clears throat> let's talk about divination. Um, so, I'm going to do okay, and then they want to talk about spell casting. So um, divination. Remembering that there are so many things that we use for divination, Um, as you can see, Danny, Danny does his tarot cards. Um, I I I I um, work with
0: um,
2: I work with uh, what I call my talking sticks or divination rods. these, these, this is my connection to uh, my higher self or my guides. Um, it just, I, and some people use pendulums. Um, whatever the case may be, whatever you work with, if you're not trusting in yourself, find something of divination to help with that. Um, I use my divination rods or my talking sticks to uh, help me make decisions. I use them to, um, I use them to actually to create to clear houses, Um, I I use, I mean, for confirmation of clearing houses, I'll I'll, I'll talk spirits um, when I'm doing investigations or when I'm working in a house that is um, has an entity of some sort. Um, I'll talk with them through my with my talking sticks. It's almost like um, when um, sorry, when Caden does investigations, he uses a box or something. I'm guessing to uh, to make that communication to talk with spirit. I use the rods, so um, asking the questions and allowing the entity to use the rods for my yes or no's and you know for those kind of things. Um, but they are an amazing tool um, to help you if you feel like you're stuck, or if you feel like you're not trusting your own self because you do have ego involved or whatever the case may be. So they're a great confirmation. Um, You can uh, um, understand that it's not you that is actually controlling the sticks. It is uh, your higher self or your guides that are doing it for you. Thank you, Diana. I appreciate that so much. Very nice. Um, so, so I highly suggest that um, Diana and and then even even for Caden too to to grab something of divination and start working with it. It'll help to develop those the trust within yourself for those uh, for those messages. Onayus uses a pendulum sometimes to help with client questions. It does work. Yeah. I I have a tendency that um a pendulum doesn't work so much for me, but that's why I went to the talking sticks and um amazing. I used them um this weekend up or last weekend up in Rice Lake, um on a few things that uh, you know, when you're doing healings or doing readings, people are like, Oh, whatever, it doesn't make sense to me, blah 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 blah. Um So um, I'll actually have my guides out, I'll hand them over to the client that I'm working with and just have them ask the questions. show them how to use them, have them ask the questions. So they're actually getting the confirmation in their own two hands, instead of me giving them the messages. It is an amazing way to, uh, to try and, uh, or to help clients and, and, and getting them to believe more in themselves and stuff. Auto writing—that is amazing as well. That is amazing. Yeah, <clears throat> there are so many ways of, of doing divination. I mean, you know, tea readings and and all different things. But um, for me, this works the best. Um. Thank you, One. Um Yeah, it is. It is a crazy world we live in. Um. So Oh, I should have. Um So a tea leaf reading is a, a, is a um Basically, what it looks like. So, uh, what it sounds like. So, people they make the tea, and I, I believe they drink the tea, and then um, they uh, what tea what the, what's left within the cup. A tea leaf reader will look at it and read it, um, similar to um, throwing bones. Um, people can you know. Uh, I, I think it came from down south or, or over on the east coast somewhere, but um, throwing bones on a table and how they land, the type of bone that lands a certain direction and things like that, people, that's a reading as well. We do those here. Um, I think they're doing them on Sunday. Um, here, again, um, <clears throat> every once a month or every couple of months, I have a bone reader come in. Oh, Caden um, just came to me. Um, crystal Ball, you like to scry. i just read that um get a crystal ball black obsidian is really good for you and and scry within that black obsidian crystal ball relaxing the eyes enough to go down inside but that comes through really strong for you thank you katie um Who has the um, yellow and white cat that passed? Is that somebody on my on the show today, or is he just showing up for my my personal begging thing? Hmm. I don't think you're for anybody here. Okay. I have a yellow and white cat that's walking beside me here, so I thought maybe he was here for someone else. Oh, beautiful. Me. Yeah, um, she she hangs here with me now. Every once in a while, I see her come through, and I'm not. Oh, but you were here doing readings at one time, so maybe that is why she's sticking here. Is she still looking for you? I will send her your way. Hmm. Oh and if it was the house next to the center i've been there and i think it was shortly after that that she started showing up here so
0: yeah okay
2: So one of the last things, um, we have about four minutes left here. So one of the last things that um, my guides want to share with everyone. Um, they They want you all to know that you are amazing people, that what you do on a daily basis is amazing. Keep putting out the love, keep putting out the light, Keep showing people that what we do is not evil, per se. Um, that is not against anything. That that what we do is is for the collective, and that what we do is um, it, it is all positive. Um, you all need to trust in your own love, in your own, in your own. Paths, um, you have great things coming. Um, yeah. So. <clears throat> <laughs> um. So I'm just gonna do a couple of things to wrap up the day. So Diana, I wanna go back to you and talk about your red dragon. Um, You have to trust in within it. Um, He is huge. He is um, going to take you far when you do your meditations, envision yourself on, on his back and letting him fly off with you to where you need to go. He will show you so many things about yourself that you need to get rid of. Um, yeah, he is, um, he shows me himself just standing there flapping his wings and, and and is ready for you to jump on board. So as soon as you can work with those meditations, uh, please, 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 please do. Um, Hayden, um, your gifts are truly many. Your your gifts are shining. Um, you just have them have them um, blocked with with that fear factor. Um, please, please, please reach out to someone and help you get through that fear factor. Um, knowing that um, knowing that you will be fine. Um, there's nothing to fear um uh, they will only open you up um to what you need um and as you need it it won't be that that hard slam type of thing that we've heard of people happening so don't worry about that Don't let that fear go let that fear just fall off in the into the creek and, and float away um Yeah, and you will you will be amazing at this as well. One, your surgery will be fine. Whatever you're going to have, whatever is going to go on, it will be work out just fine. They, uh, yeah, they're just telling me that for you. Um, yeah, so. Um, I want to thank everyone before we finish up here today, and uh, and uh, I, I do so appreciate this. And and Craig, or I, I should say Craig, um, our our producer is saying um, <laughs> was, they're saving a slot for us to do our own show <laughs> Friday mornings at ten. Think about it. So yeah, maybe we maybe we do that. Our our problem is is that we travel a lot, and uh, I know we can do the show from anywhere, but. Um, we do travel a lot and we are, are, you know, hosting many, many, many wellness fairs, um, uh, in 2023 throughout Wisconsin and Minnesota, um, so if you feel like you are so drawn to follow us, please follow us on Facebook, um, <clears throat> follow, you follow me, follow the page, uh, like and follow, and you'll know where we're at, um, you can also email me at synergy at gmail.com if you have any questions or if there's anything else I can do for you guys. So thank you and have an amazing day.